Welcome to Sunday, January 7th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And I'm Travis. Today we're going to be looking back at the first half of the DC TV seasons from this past year. So mostly the DCCW stuff. Talk about that. Uh, what stood out to us, what we liked and everything. Uh, starting out with Supergirl, we had really a focus on Kara's humanity, uh, the missing Monel, how she was missing him, and friendship, having a, a real emphasis on friendship, her new friends, and everything like that. Uh, who may or may not be a supervillain. What uh, what stood out to you, Travis? Well, I thought that Kyra was going to Oliver's school of being a superhero for this start of this season <laughs> because she was definitely broody and not her typical happy self, which is noticeable. But it's good. It's a good little change. Uh, I enjoyed her struggles throughout the season, and we don't know. It's big up in the air questions. The fight with Rain. At the end of the se- at the end of episode nine was the highlight of the season so far for me. Uh, I must say she uh, she she needs to get over Manel, but he's there, so it's, <laughs> that's a hard thing to actually do. And I'm curious to see what's going to happen going forward with Manel and his wife. Like, will we see more of the Legion? Are they going to make an appearance? And Morgan Edge, I want to see more of him because mm. I love his interactions with Kara and his interactions with Lena. Yeah, it's. It's good to have like this no nonsense, totally bad, like there's no ambiguity about it at all. He is bad no matter what kind of bad guy. <laughs> I agree. I like what we've seen from Morgan Edge so far. Uh it's been a small small role, uh but I think I I think there's potential there for a some good storylines with him and I'm I'm interested in seeing more of that. And I I agree with the the rain fight, I think they, they sort of rushed the rain transition or whatever, like we said, but I, the fight was really pretty fantastic. Yeah, the, oh, the first I thing agree. I wrote down was, the first thing I wrote down when preparing for this was the fight between Rain and Supergirl because it was, it might possibly be the best fight that we have seen on Supergirl, if not on most of the CW shows, I think. Oh, I guess my vote for that too. It's the best fight we've seen in three seasons of Supergirl. It's definitely brutal and everything like that. Uh, and, and like you said, Travis, I'm, I don't, uh, I'm okay with the, the whole humanity storyline. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that's resolved soon because I kind of like Kara being happy and, and not, not like Oliver. I like her being different from Oliver and, and the others and not brooding so much. So I understand she, it's something I guess she needs to go through, but I'm, I'm ready to see the other side of that. Uh, what stood out to you? What else stood out to you, Zach? Um, I, one particular episode that I really liked was the Midvale episode, which was the flashback. And it, it just, I liked it because they wanted me to like it because if you like Smallville, you're going to like this episode because it felt very much like Smallville and they did a lot of things to make it feel like that. And, you know, set up the little mystery and the telescope and the high school and everything. So I really, really liked that episode. Um, and then also Carl Lumbly as Martian Manhunter's dad, Mirren Jones. I like that they brought him on and I'm I'm excited to see what they do with him. He's still kind of just wandering around in the background a little bit, um, but he's definitely an interesting addition and we get, you know, some more interactions with, with Joan um, and figuring out like his family and stuff. And so I, I'm interested in that. I agree. Carl, Carl Lumley, I, I hope he gets more to do uh, in the rest of the season. But I mean, even if he's just talking about brown, brown water once every yeah. episode, I'm I'm fine with that because he's hilarious talking about that. They got him in there as the comic relief. I want to see what happens with Lena and Jane's relationship going forward because at the start of the season, they butted heads and it's built to what seems like it's going to be a romance. Nah. Yeah, they're definitely 
I mean, they full on showed it. So um, I don't know where that's going to go. Uh, good or I could see that ending horribly or I could see it just kind of fizzling out. Um, but I, I'm not sure where it's going to go. Yeah. As with most things with Supergirl, I'm, I was wishing we could see more of Guardian and James in action. But at least we actually get to see him. There's a lot of a lot of episodes where he's not even in it in it at all. But now that he's got kind of a reason to be in it with um, the romance, we're at least seeing him. Yeah, they, tr- they tried for, this is the third season now of trying to find a love interest for James that the audience likes, so I, I don't know how much more they're going to try it after, if this doesn't work here or not. <laughs> yeah, and so on to The Flash, we get Barry Allen returning from the Speed Force. He's got the wedding going on with Iris, uh, build up to that. We see this sort of subplot of Ralph Dibney becoming Elongated Man, and it's it's as promised a lighter episode with the development, even though there's some serious stuff in there with the development of the thinker, uh, what stood out to you, Zach? Uh, like you said, Dibney, I, I really, really like him. I, I was a little bit afraid from just some of the small things we had seen that maybe it would be too much. Um, but I think just overall this first half of the season, the kind of theme of getting the comedy right and not overdoing it. They've, they've done a really good job with that of just towing that line of if they did more, it probably wouldn't be very good, but they've somehow found a really good balance in it. I think just about all the comedy in this first half of the season, especially the stuff with Dibney, has has landed really well for me. I'll agree with Zach on that. And I must say, the first couple episodes I thought were a little too heavy on the jokes, but like Zach said, it, like they're using this half of the season to find the right amount. And I thought by episode four, when we got Dibney, they set it up perfect and they've just been nailing it, keeping going forward to the last episode, which I felt was their best of the season so far. Yeah. And the show, it's almost like, yeah, they had a new pilot or something and were feeling themselves out. Uh, you know, the season one of the flash hit the ground running. Um, but now they're, they're trying to focus on being lighter and everything like that. So it, it did take, there was some uneven stuff in there. There was a couple of things I didn't like, but overall the flash is still, you know, one of the most enjoyable shows on a week to week basis. And they're still able to consistently hit you with the emotional depth and, and the serious moments and everything like that, where you really feel for the characters because you're so invested in them and you care about them. Oh, agreed. Anything else stand out to you, Zach? Go ahead. Uh, one of my other favorite moments was, uh, I think it was the fourth episode. Cisco got to meet Breacher, who is Gypsy's dad played by Danny Trejo. And I, I don't know if I've laughed more at a, another episode in this season so far. So that, that was just great. Lots of lots of uh, funny comedic stuff in there. I was just about to jump in with the same episode. I thought that was amazing, but I also got to think that going forward, that Cisco seems like he's been the happiest and like hasn't had many much hardship this season at all. With yeah, with Steph, what goes on my head is it's not going to go too well for him in the second half of the season. Like I hope not. Like I enjoyed her relationship and I enjoy seeing Danny Trejo come along as well. But I also want to know, like, do you guys think? We'll get Kid Flash back at some point. I don't know if he's back. I don't know what's going down with that at all. Going forward, that's something that I'd like for them to resolve. Like, what are you going to do with Kid Flash? <laughs> they've, they've got to figure out something uh, because he just kind of comes and goes as the story requires. Uh, I, you know, I, I like Wally, but I understand how difficult it is to balance multiple speedsters. It's tough to come up with a threat for Barry every week. How are you going to come up with one for Barry? plus Wally, plus, you know, Cisco and Killer Frost and everything. So I get how tricky that is. So I'm, I'm not sure what they're going to do because we also know they might be 
introducing a, a speedster descendant. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think of Thinker as a villain in the way that they developed his story? I enjoyed like learning like when we first got him. You know, my big qualm was the guy, like the guy in a floating wheelchair in the middle of the night flying. Robocop. Yeah, like I have a very hard time believing that somebody in Central City did not see that after what's been going on the last three <laughs> years and tweet it or take a picture of it or something. Like, <laughs> very surprised by that. That's something I really can't wrap my head around. But as a villain, I enjoyed, I enjoyed his progression throughout the whole nine episodes. And I th- I'm just wondering myself, are we going to get the actor who I enjoyed as the thinker or are we going to get what happened to the thinker after? Are we going to get that new character that he's become or will we get voice or is it only going to have him for uh, flashbacks? I don't know what we're going to do with the actor who played Clifford DeVoe, which I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that's a good thing. I, I thought thinker was uneven to start and, um, and everything like that, but I think it, it got better as the season went. And I guess people didn't, didn't tweet about it because you know <laughs> you know they've seen so much weird stuff in central city it's like just another day in central city that yeah. is just another tuesday night some some robocop wannabe floating around yeah that's no big deal to them uh, yeah i guess so i'll <laughs> give you that <laughs> well on to arrow we had you know the fallout from the explosion on the island last year Oliver has had to step up and, and be a dad and, and take some responsibility for his child for the first time. Uh, we got a, a send-off for Deathstroke, potentially, and uh, most recently, Oliver's struggling with the team and this rioting, rioting group of villains against the team. Uh, what what stood out to you, Travis? Uh, I enjoyed this season, too, but it's been, at times it's been too much trying to balance too many stories at one time. Uh, but what stood out to me for the positive was Oliver being dead. I enjoyed those uh, those scenes as he progressed to get gain Williams' trust and had to give up being Arrow. And I wonder what's going to happen for him going forward now that he's back to being Green Arrow and lying to his son. Will he come clean and start training his son? What uh, what I hope will happen. Uh, and also about Diggle, I really enjoyed Diggle's storyline. I didn't think first that he could be susceptible to what he ended up doing and taking the drug, but seeing, hearing his explanation and how much he really wanted to be green arrow and how much it meant to him and that, like how much he loved lead. I like, I really thought David Ramsey had an excellent first half of the season. And the, like you said, the team, the villain team, I'm curious to see when our hero team will get back together as we, I'm sure we all think they will. And they all match up for, each villain it'll be fun it'll be a fun finale that's for certain yeah so they i really really loved the stuff that they did with deathstroke i'm i i know that we're not really probably not going to get any more of him um but i i think they gave him a proper send-off if that is the last that we are going to see of him um and resolved a lot of stuff with him and you know that's just always fun to see him on era and then it, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of annoying with the whole not trusting the team thing because I thought we had already figured this out and Oliver was okay with it, but now he's not again. So like you said, there's going to have to be something because of that team of villains that they're going to have to team up again and Oliver's going to have to learn to trust again, again. <laughs> um, so, but we'll, we'll see that when it happens. Yeah. And I'll say Diggle, what, you know, the Diggle storyline is probably my favorite of this season so far. And the Deathstroke, Deathstroke stuff is really good as well. Um, I think, you know, it's 
Arrow is it's probably not a good time to ask me about Arrow because it's uh, I think I'm pretty frustrated right now. It's sort of repre- you know it's sort of Arrow is the the representation of what I'm frustrated with. You know I'm frustrated with Arrow right now because it's I think part of it is it just feels there's a lot of stories going going on and I and we don't know where they're going. You know for just as an example, Oliver becomes a father. Seems like he's doing all right, and then he lies to his son, and we don't. And it, it's just hanging out there for a couple episodes. We don't know where it's going to resolve, and so that's frustrating. And there's also um, one thing from the universe, this universe in general, that we didn't talk about. It was uh, within a few weeks of each other. There was an episode of Supergirl where the villain was going to blow up a stadium, and then a few weeks later, there was an episode of Arrow where the villain was going to blow up the stadium. And they resolve very differently, but I think that's just sort of um, shows how these shows can feel kind of samesies at sometimes, and why I'm excited for something like Black Lightning. I, I still, it was not a big deal. I still love that these shows, but that and having two main characters on trial at the same time, it shows. Um, you know, I think we need this universe as a whole might need some fresh voices, um, but I, I'm still really enjoying it, and I'm just disappointed with arrow and also the fact that it it sort of feels like a, a choose your own adventure book in arrow where they keep going back and then just trying all of the different adventures so uh what if we reveal oliver's green arrow okay we go back on that then we come back to it in season three and now we're coming back to it in season six it's like it's, it just keeps uh the stories keep repeating themselves so i'm i'm pretty frustrated as a whole with arrow right now um and I think it I was enjoying it for the most part until the last couple episodes. So it's it's not a good time to ask me about Arrow. <laughs> I think you could hear my voice at the start too. I'm pretty frustrated with Arrow as well. Because like Zach said, how many times do you have to go over the same storyline with Oliver? <laughs> how like how stupid of a hero is he? How, <laughs> how many times do you have to learn these lessons? We've spent all of last season, which was a terrific season learning that Oliver needed a team to get job done, only to completely throw that out the window by the end of the ninth episode of this season. Also, he realized at the start of this season, I can't lie to my kid. He sees that immediately <laughs> as I'm lying, and he knows I'm the Green Arrow. No, by the episode eight, because you got to get him back in the hood for the crossover, all right, I'll just go back in. I won't have any talks with my son. I haven't learned anything in the last five years of being a hero besides where to shoot an arrow to kill somebody. And it gets very frustrating. And like Tom said, with the trial, this is the third time they've revealed it. It's getting pretty stupid to me. You could just, <laughs> you could just have them, they're afraid because he wants to milk the storyline. A very wicked episode two or three is him being out of run from the government as Green Arrow. Like, I think we'd all be all in for that. Him getting chased down. We had some lot of that in season three with Lance and the cops chasing him down. Like something similar to Batman the Animated Series when the Over the Edge episode. You could have you could have that going forward for a few, but they're afraid to take any risks anymore. And like you guys said, it's like a choose your own adventure book. You come back around, and it's getting very frustrating. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, my little spiel. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to bash on Arrow too much, um, but I will say I will say one more thing. Like it's Arrow has this very simple concept of okay. If you're you're telling telling the truth is good, lying is bad, and it's been a, a staple for forever. Um, that's not a bad lesson, but they've done it so many times, and it's terribly inconsistent. So, you know, Felicity will break up with Oliver for not immediately explaining about the son he just discovered, but then she will 
two years later, she will marry Oliver, even though he's lying to his son about <laughs> being the green arrow and like, it's nothing. Um, it's just, I, I think there's an, an okay, it's simple, but a good message there, but it's just so overdone and very inconsistent. It happens because the people forget the lessons every two or three episodes. <laughs> like they have amnesia or something. Selective amnesia. And they'll just forget that part of it. But uh, the fight scenes, all that stuff is always fantastic. Like the Deathstroke two-part episode, that was amazing. I Those were the two best episodes of the season, in my in my opinion. Yeah, uh, there, there is good stuff going on here. I don't know. I don't want to just bash Yeah, we don't want to cancel it or anything. Like not, yeah. not, nothing like that. <laughs> and and I understand that a hundred plus episodes in, it's it's easy to, you know, retread on previous territory. Um, but there there's lots of Green Arrow comics out there that are good stories that you could try to adapt and or tweak into fitting into this show rather than just retelling old stories again. But we like Arrow. <laughs> right I, I think we i think we just have built up frustration and then we just had to get it out there but there, there is a lot of good stuff going on i don't want to act like it's all terrible and i i know a lot of people are still enjoying it and i hope they are um because there is a lot of good stuff i know why you're frustrated though because they completely did uh they didn't build on the momentum they had from last season like they That's turned it around from four to five and they didn't build on that momentum at all that's that's fair i think the last few episodes have felt very much like um season four you know like it's been slipping back into season four and so that's i think that's the frustrating part of it and the stadium episode uh is al guggenheim because he wanted to use uh who was the guy who played there again billy joel yeah he's big he's gigantic billy joel fan and he wanted to use that so that's what it came about (laughs) yeah so i think we let a lot of a lot of disappointments out on arrow but let's talk about something a little more fun show uh Legends of Tomorrow is doing Legends of Tomorrow things. You know, there's Time Bureau, Time Quakes. The show is the show, and they're they're, uh, taking on Malice, but we don't really know anything about this. Um, But what do you think of this season so far, Zach? Um, You know, like you said, Legends of Tomorrow is it's kind of in a class of its own of just really kind of over the top, crazy, goofy stuff, and they do a really good job at that. And I think they've they've had a couple seasons, a few seasons now, to really get into the stride of figuring out how to still tell interesting stories while balancing that kind of lightness and goofiness. And I think they've, they've been doing a really good job of that. And, but I got to say like of with it being the lightest show, I think I still had the biggest impact on the crossover when we had to say goodbye to Martin Stein, to Victor Garber's character. And then when Jack's left after that, I think that had the biggest emotional impact out of all of the shows for me, so I, I think they've they've definitely found a good way to balance that if they're able to to make me laugh, but also you know make me pretty sad with that as well. I agree. I was just about to say I was going to say the same thing. This show has made me laugh out loud and cry in these these nine episodes, which is crazy. But the best, I'm glad. I figured Zach was going to say it because he's used up the things I've been thinking about this entire <laughs> past podcast. I haven't got a chance to say them. I the episode where Ray goes back to his younger self was was the best episode of this of the season for all four shows and legends got my vote for best show of the season so far for me oh yeah, the, I think that, the phone home episode yeah that was the yeah. best episode I don't, I don't feel like i don't need to say anything because if you want to go back and check uh yeah when we talked about that i think we gushed about that episode and also suck at scott from the <laughs> podcast <Legends laughs> is the best show this season 
<laughs> you know, it's definitely it's got to be the most entertaining, uh, if nothing else, uh, for this part of the season, for the first half of the season. And it's it, the show's found its groove. It's it's fun, but they've they're still ha- sprinkling in emotional moments. And like you said, the best representation of that is the phone home home episode. Um, taking the crossover out of it, I would say that is the best episode so far this season on the not only on legends but in all of the uh the arrowverse so i think that is legends at its best and and i i agree you know with with what you guys said uh saying goodbye to martin stein and and jack's leaving disappointed but i'm also excited for the new opportunities uh to meet new characters or have them introduced on the team and uh starting with constantine uh, what do you guys think about the uh, big bad malice? Like we haven't seen, we haven't truly seen him yet. We had Sarah kind of interacting with him, but he's assembled quite a crew. So t- we have two shows as Tom pointed out. Sometimes they use the same plot set that are assembling teams of villains. But what do you think about his team? Well, really isn't the flash flash and arrow, both assembling teams, um, villains as well. Uh, the flash is thinkers sort of collecting, all of those metahumans, right? We don't know what he's going to do with them, though. Maybe he's trying to get their powers, or we, we got to still wait and see if he's going to. Maybe he'll control them all with his mind and just use yeah. them as soldiers. So you could be right. Yeah, but Malice is just a big question mark at this time. Uh, we haven't even done so much as see him floating around on a, a little magical carpet or anything like that around <laughs> Central City. So he, you know, I, it, I'm curious to see what he's done, but yeah, he's just a big question mark. Yeah, it's, you know, he's obviously ominous and he's supposed to be and kind of scary and we very mysterious because we don't know much about him. So they, they've they done a good job of making him mysterious because I have no idea what to expect really from him. And same thing with Grad. Is Grad going to be intermittently in these episodes? Like that's a lot of money. So I guess that's why they had maybe they had to get rid of Firestorm. So we used Grad more. <laughs> yeah, and Victor Garber. Yeah, that's what I'll tell myself. We had to get rid of them for to use Grad. But also, what do you guys think about Captain Cold? Like, are we going to get a sensible exit? I know he wrote this big piece saying, like, goodbye, but then he completely, like most of other things, took it back and said, I could come back on the show in the future. I'm just done for right now. Yeah, I'm hoping he sort of, I don't need him to be a regular, but I'm fine with him popping in for a version of Cold, popping in for a couple episodes each year on Legends and or The Flash. Yeah, and I hope that, you know, just bigger bigger picture for this show that they they do like the rotating cast of of characters that they bring in instead of you know because they're gonna have to maybe replace jacks on the ship and then leo captain cold when he leaves um and just don't bring in somebody who's going to be there for a long time and then have them leave again just bring in people that kind of have like a time limit on them that are there for a couple episodes three episodes maybe and then get somebody new (coughs) kid flash kid flash yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> well i guess that's it for the arrowverse uh travis you caught up anymore on gotham no i have not as chris holidays have taken a big one but um that's what i'm getting ready to dive into actually tomorrow I'll, i will say gotham is i, I think a, the best way to look out of it is sort of a darker grittier a dark and gritty version of legends of tomorrow not that it's i mean it can be goofy um it's definitely not as lighthearted, but there is it's wild and you don't know what's going to happen episode to episode and most of the time they pull it off and uh, sometimes it doesn't work but most of the time it does pull off and so I think they've sort of continued the momentum from season 3 I've heard good things about uh, Mr. Pig 
too. I've yeah. heard that that's done very well. And when I heard that, I didn't think it was going to be done good at all. <laughs> yeah, a scary, a scary dude. Uh, fits in well on Gotham for sure. Nice. And speaking of that, Lucifer, the last few episodes before break had probably their best villain ever, and really one of the the best villains this this um this season of shows. He's uh called the Sinner Man, but um. I won't get into too too much. I will, I will say one spoiler thing just so you get an idea of how good he is. Uh, so Lucifer can basically he can ask people their desires and they have to tell them. And it, it's through eye contact. This guy figures that out while he's in police custody and he stabs his eyes out. That's how that's how serious this guy is. So um, uh, a really good villain for a few episodes and a good mystery for Lucifer. Some of the better Lucifer work I've seen. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, I think next week we can uh, do a preview of the rest of the seasons of everything. But I think that's all we've got for today. Travis, why don't you let everybody know where they can get a hold of you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Travis underscore one five six. Just drop me a line and we'll chat DC or anything comic book wise. Anytime. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back again tomorrow.